Mike. Welcome back to the CL Brian Show. How are you, friend? Hey, good brother. Great to hear your voice as always. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to hear in, a, in the news. You may be going to Florida. I'm jealous, buddy. But yes, uh, we'll always claim you here in Louisiana. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're we're headed to Florida, Hutchinson Island, Jensen Beach. Already done deal, Mike. Got it done. I'll be living on. Well, we'll talk about it when uh, we'll, we'll 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 talk about it when we get a chance to see each other. But listen, man, let's talk. Let's talk turkey here. Hey, hey, you, bring the family down. Kelly and the kids will love this place. Love it. But anyway, oh, we'll do it. Any, listen, man, let's do this. Let's bring the folks up to speed from your perspective. And Mike is right there on Capitol Hill. In fact, he worked trying to help the president legally through all this debacle with this impeachment stuff. But, Mike, we're having to change gears now, and people are needing to understand what's going on here. Who's running the show on Capitol Hill? Because we're, we're beginning to believe that it can't be Joe Biden. I don't think it's Kamala Harris. But uh, what's happening? What's going on? Give us your bird's eye view of what's, what's, what's taking place. You know, we're, we're as perplexed as everyone else is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a front row seat for this uh, chaos, of course. And um, in Congress right now, you know what's happened. It's completely bogged down. We've got the radical left in charge of both houses of Congress. They're trying to uh, work in, in, uh, in quick fashion to send the most progressive, most radical leftist uh, policy changes to Biden's death so he can sign it because he'll sign anything they send him. And so they have uh, run roughshod over the rules and the procedures. We're not having committee hearings on these big, crazy bills they're passing. It's all straight down party line. The good news is, CL, that we're going to reverse that fortune in, in, in less than two years now. We are going to take back the majority in the House for the Republicans in 2022. It's almost a certainty, knock on wood. Um, but uh, And we've got a good shot of getting back some control in the Senate as well. But in the meantime, we have chaos. We have uh, it's not it's not clear who exactly is in charge except for the the radical activist in the far left and that's a scary thing for the country what does it mean in two years mike how much damage can they do to our nation i mean bernie sanders could not have spent more money than we're spending ocasio cortez could not have proposed more nutty stuff than that's being proposed cancel culture is dominating the day and is ready to steal uh the the, the prosperity from our uh, posterity our young people uh both red yellow black and white doesn't matter who you are in this country if cancel culture takes over folks it's finished mike talk to us about when we run out of other people's money our money when do we run out of our money well we already have i mean we are uh in in record territory now in terms of the federal debt i spoke at um at, at cpac uh, a couple weeks back and that was my subject, is the, the scary status of the national debt. And no one wants to, seems to want to acknowledge it. Certainly not the Democrats in charge. They can't write big enough checks. Uh, but we, we have just uh, surpassed now. The debt is over 100% of our gross domestic product. And, and it's a frightening thing to think about. Um, $27 trillion, almost $28 trillion in debt. It goes up exponentially every second of the day. And it is projected to go up dramatically in all years in the future, I mean, they're talking about a, a 250% uh, ratio of our national debt to GDP just in a matter of, you know, less than maybe 15, 20 year time frame. I mean, this is scary stuff, CL, and we have to stop it, right? Because it has a direct effect upon every American, most 
especially our children and grandchildren. We are mortgaging their future. We are limiting the opportunities that they're going to have. We're, it, 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 it begins to encroach upon their freedom. The land of opportunity will not be that anymore if we don't get control of this. Meanwhile, of course, China is laughing all the way to the bank. They're our largest creditor. They are our direct competitor. They're our biggest threat. And they see this as the gradual decline of the U.S. We have to take this very seriously, and, and not enough people are talking about it. I'm glad you brought it up. Mike, the crisis at the border, um, uh, we were warned, we were told, uh, the, the, the former, well, the president of the United States, as far as I'm concerned, Donald John Trump, um, uh, told us what would happen if Joe Biden became president. What he said is absolutely happening as far as that's concerned. Give us uh, an idea of just how bad the crisis is and why is it the the news media the the mainstream as we call them although we're becoming more and more mainstream how come the mainstream media is turning a deaf eye and ear to what's going on catastrophically at our southern border well i think this is uh, among all the problems we're facing i think this is the most immediate and the most threatening to, to every single american there's so many reasons why we could unpack this in five segments of acl but the point is president trump was exactly right this biden border crisis and that is exactly what it is it's the biden crisis is immediate it's undeniable it's it's intentional it was inevitable that's what president trump said every single voter in this country cl can draw a straight line between january 20th when joe biden took the office and the current border crisis because what did he do i mean just within a matter of of weeks of taking over he halted construction of the border wall system he re-implemented the catch and release for thousands of migrants who are now being released into the country with no return date he reversed the remain in mexico policy which president trump worked so hard to get enacted that that stopped the crisis and and biden just flipped the switch off and did the opposite they're, they're releasing thousands of migrants into the u.s right now by the way without testing them for COVID 19. They, they canceled the asylum cooperative agreements. And President Trump worked so hard. He worked out agreements with our Central American partner nations uh, to to cancel their, their just, you know, open flow of these you know, bogus asylum claims. That was working. Joe Biden reversed it. He's implemented policies to selectively enforce immigration laws. It goes on and on. And the effect is for all of us. These people, these illegal immigrants, many of them are dangerous, by the way. Um, they're crossing the border illegally. They're on the terrorist screening database. Okay, there are dangerous people coming across. There are children being trafficked. Uh, there, it is a it is a human catastrophe down there. And Biden is the other way. He, he said yesterday, and, and they stopped him and asked him when he was going to make a trip to the border. He said, "I'll get down there eventually." Wow. They got Mayorkas in charge. He is totally incompetent. It, it is a disaster, Steele. Wow. And folks, you have it. There, there, there you have it right there. Uh, Mike, before we uh, talk about uh, Louisiana, our home state here, uh, I, I want to uh, examine the word that you used, intentional. There is an intentional in, influx of uh, people invading our, our nation. Folks, this is truly an invasion because, Mike, I heard this morning that uh, they are not even uh, giving them court dates uh, to show up. They're just letting them go ahead and come into the country. Uh, Americans, your hair should be on. You should be screaming up. And you should be jumping up and down about this. Your hair should be on fire. But the intentionality of it, Mike, why, what's the end game in intentionally letting in undocumented people into our country? I don't get that as an American. I don't get it. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, this, this sounds uh, 
rather sinister, but I, it has to be true that there are some people pulling the levers for the National Democrat Party who genuinely believe that this is in their political interest to do this, okay, to bring in all of these illegals because they want to turn them into voters so that Democrats can stay in power. I mean, that sounds like a wild conspiracy theory, but there's no other logical explanation for this, right? All of the, even the mainstream media CLRs are having to report right now. ABC's uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos on Sunday. Um, they, they went to the border and they interviewed migrants, people coming over the border, and they all said they were encouraged by President Biden to come, okay? They're coming because of he's relaxed Trump's policies on immigration. And, and, and they've done it intentionally. They've done it with this end game in mind. This is not to show that we're a benevolent country and all that. This is to bring in people who will be put on the public dole that taxpayers will need to fund and care for, ultimately that the Democrat Party can convert into voters so that they can stay in power. Period. That's what's going on. And the common sense that Mike Johnson is bringing to this conversation is exactly what you need to focus in on, folks. Listen, you know, you can see it with your own lying eyes. I hear, I saw it with mine. There was, we didn't have this volume of problem at our southern border because Donald John Trump's policies were working. The, the, the Mexicans were in lockstep with it. The Hondurans or whoever were taking back their MS-13 gangs because the president cut off their funding and he was doing the right thing to make them act nice. The people are telling you out of their own mouths that they're coming here because Joe Biden has undone what President Trump did to keep them out. So, so what do you need to understand this even more? My folks, let's look at your own states. Let's look at our state. Mike Johnson, uh, I do believe that our good friend uh, Jeff Landry uh, should be. And I'm going to do everything I can. That means I'm going to be coming in and out of Louisiana all the time. If if uh, you are you are Jeff, run for governor. If you run for governor, I'll be here. If my if uh, if Jeff runs for governor, I'll be here. But uh, but uh, but uh, to help you do it, Michelle, I'm throwing her in the mix too. And so so listen. With all of this attack against natural gas, oil and gas, and, and of course gas prices are going to go up, but I can tell you as a, as a landowner down in, in DeSoto Parish, I can tell you this, we are not seeing a thing from it going up because it is almost, what's going to happen to states like Louisiana? How are we, we're already a poor state, Mike. What, what's going to happen with the influx of, of, of these illegals and gas prices going down? How are we, what's going to happen, Mike? The Biden policies are, are killing Louisiana's economy. It is a very sad state of affairs. Um, you, you know, it, it, among these executive orders, in addition to the immigration nonsense and all the other things he's done, he, he's effectively declared war on the oil and gas industry, as we know, and, you know, immediately entered us back into the crazy Paris Climate Accord, immediately put the, the moratorium on on exploration and production on federal lands. And that's not just the land base uh, in, in the U.S. It's also the continental shelf on the, on the coast of Louisiana. And for a state like ours, that is a, a, a main artery of our state's economy. And so some of the projections are we're talking about hundreds of thousands of jobs lost in an immediate time frame because of Biden's crazy anti-American policies. Why do we say they're anti-American? Because when President Trump came in, his goal was to make us not just energy independent, remember he said, we're going to be energy dominant. And see how we achieved that. We were a net exporter for the first time. We were, we were, our, our, our uh, energy prices were uh, manageable. We were, we were sustaining ourselves. 
But Biden came in. Everything that Trump had his name on, they just flipped it upside down. They did the opposite, whether it made sense or not. And so they're going to destroy jobs. They're going to make us more reliant on federal sources of oil and gas. When Biden does an executive order, it doesn't change the U.S. domestic demand for fossil fuels. It just means we got to get them from somewhere else. So where are we going to get them? Saudi Arabia and Russia. We're going to go overseas to supply our needs. This is, again, inevitable, entirely foreseeable, and it looks intentional by President Biden. Amen to that. And, Mike, uh, listen, God bless you, man, and God keep you. Thank you so much for sharing the time with us. I know that you're busy. Tell Kelly and the kids, as always, uh, hello. And, hey, listen, there's going to be a nice floor right on the Atlantic. It's going to be a nice place for you all to come. Come take, come check out. And uh, and so anyway. Can't wait to see you, buddy. Okay, my friend. Listen, God bless and keep Godspeed to you. And uh, God bless Texas. Oh, God bless Louisiana. <laughs> God bless Louisiana. <laughs> see you That's soon, right. man. All right. Thanks, man. Thank Good you. Time.